Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, kids have probably already slipped off to kids' church if they wanted to go. Denise will get you down there. I think Joy. Nursery will be open next week. We're restarting it. So uh, <laughs> that's all planned. Uh, we were going to start this week, but the people doing it all got sick. So, <laughs> so, uh, that, that, so we, will, we will be restarting that. I know it was like the big question with COVID and everything is, you know, when do we... When do we start kind of doing certain things? And so we kind of reached out, got everyone's opinion, and we're going to keep moving forward. Um, anyway, back to, back to Hebrews. And, and so we're going through the book of Hebrews, if you haven't been here or been here online. I forget what I said last week, and, you know, someone mentioned I was, you know, calling out the people online. Love you guys online, too. <laughs> but uh, just having fun with you last, last week with some things. But, but we're, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're in the book of Hebrews, and uh, it's, it's a big book, uh, and it's got some, it's some interesting structure and things to it. And because we believe in the Bible, and we say, you know, the Bible's important, we, we teach through the Bible. And, and so Hebrews is kind of interesting in that you know, there's all this kind of theology, and then last week was this, this warning about slipping away uh, in faith, and so we're kind of going to go back to some of that theology this week as we talk about who Jesus is, and, and, and so we're going to take another little snapshot, if you will, and it's tough because there's so much in there, and again, this is one of those sections where I have to decide, you know, do I, do I, do I miss the forest for all the trees, because there's all kinds of really cool little stuff in there, uh, but we kind of want to take a big picture and take a big picture of who Jesus is, because when we get a big picture of who Jesus is, it, it changes our faith, it changes the way we, uh, way we live. Um, and, and so in Hebrews, we're going to be in chapter 2, verse 5. If you're following along in version, it'll pop right up if you open the Bible app or search for live events, we're here, or they'll, they'll, they'll pop up there on the screen too. Uh, or you can have one of these old school things, these are called Bibles. Uh, anyone got an actual Bible? with them <laughs> okay well, got a couple got a couple <laughs> I, I you know it's funny because i love digital and i most of the books i buy today are digital uh in fact I, have, I get a free book of the month for like the software i use and i i'm so excited on the first of the month i get up at like six o'clock in the morning and they haven't posted it they must be doing like western time or something i'm like what do you mean it's not anyway <laughs> but but I, I, as much as i love digital books for the convenience man i just there's something about an actual page and paper and you know anyway um, that has nothing to do with the sermon, just telling you more about who I am. Anyway, so Hebrews chapter 2, if you want to open it up there, if you have it, or you look up on the screens here, it says, and furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world. We're talking about, for in one place the scriptures say, and I, I like sort of a, a side thing, in one place, like, they could have they could have quoted where it came from, uh, but they didn't. The NIV says this, we're reading from the New Living Translations, but there was a place where someone has testified. Uh, I like this, because in other words, you know, somewhere this one person said. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of like, some of you, you know, if, you know, half the quotes I use, if there wasn't Google, I would have to just tell you someone once said. Because, you know, you, you can't remember, you're like, I know this was said somewhere, but I can't remember which person said this. Anyone have that problem? 
You know, or, or that it's funny because sometimes I've seen people attribute quotes to people because that's where they heard it from. And I'm thinking, that's like a hundred year old quote that's been used by a lot of people. But sure, we'll let the 26 the, the year old take credit for that. <laughs> no, no, no slam on you if you're 26. It's just, it's been around longer than you have. Uh, you know, and so half the quotes I have would be, you know, somewhere, someone somewhere once said, tacked onto it if it weren't for Google. And now I could save tons of time with that too. So maybe now for whenever I quote, anybody I'll just say someone somewhere once said uh, and then you can assume that it's true uh, even if I just said it uh, <laughs> oh and, and you know, uh, anyway so that's not the point but it's just kind of funny maybe comforting to know because some of us sometimes you know we take the Bible seriously we, we, we talk about the Bible we, we try to get what's in the Bible but anyone else have trouble when they read a verse and then you're try someone asks you something and you kind of know the verse but you can't quite tell them where it is now, the danger of that, sometimes we have verses that aren't in the Bible. That was like a whole nother sermon series. Uh, you know, it's like things like, uh, I literally had somebody say one time in a letter, they were talking about somebody, nice person, not knocking them, but I kind of am, but not, <laughs> they're a good person. But they said, as the Bible says, cleanliness is next to godliness. And I'm like, really? Because where does it say that? Like, because it doesn't. It's, it's just, I think that's like Benjamin Franklin. But somebody somewhere once said, <laughs> uh, cleanliness is next to, to godliness. Um, and so sometimes, you know, it's, you know, we can't always know exactly where a Bible verse is because some of us aren't as, you know, good at remembering numbers and things. Uh, in fact, somebody recently asked me, you know, what the house number to Bob and Gina's house was. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> now I looked it up, so I remember now. I can get there. I can describe the house to you. Half the time I remember the garage code to get in, but I have to text him. But because <laughs> I always borrow his tools, um, <laughs> I sometimes give them back too. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Bob's tools are my tools. No, <laughs> because he's generous. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, as much as I've been there, sometimes you can just kind of describe the house. That's kind of how I feel like it. And so I find great comfort in you know, it's probably not what the scripture author meant when they wrote that, but I like this because. Sometime, somewhere, someone wrote this thing. <laughs> and so, and then, then you, to, let you, to let you in on it, uh, remember we just did a series on the Psalms? Psalms get quoted a lot in Hebrews. And this is actually going to come from Psalm 8. And if you have a Bible that has footnotes in it, you can kind of look down and go, oh, there, there it is, Psalm 8. Uh, and then there's all kinds of complications with that. But it says, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, or a son of man that you should care for him? Now, I love the ocean. I didn't get to go much this summer because I was so busy. Didn't get much to go much last summer because there was this thing called a tornado and I was so busy. And that's part of what I'm still busy with is, is kind of fixing. They give you, like your insurance company gives you like two years for claims. You're like, that's ridiculous. And then you start cleaning up from a tornado and you go, now I know why. <laughs> it might be five years before I, I'm back uh, fully, you know, you're, you're fixing things, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, I love going down to the ocean and I just love the vastness of the ocean. I've shared this with you before. There's something about the ocean, right? Like, and you go there, I love the, I used to go in the winter before like everyone started moving to the beach and now it's not as desolate. I'd go down in the winter when like nobody else was there and there was like the one place I'd get coffee and I'd sit there and I'd just like wow like just the vastness of the ocean and there's this there's something about looking out at the ocean that makes me just feel really small because the rest of my life you know I, I it's so complicated I'm doing all kinds of things I gotta do this I gotta do that but but you know you kind of get full of yourself sometimes and think you know hey maybe I'm more important than I am but when you when I look at the ocean I think man Look at this vast, huge world. And yet, you know, I, I'm tiny. 
But then, for me, I get that sense then still that even though I'm tiny, God loves me. He created this vast world, and yet he loves me individually. Um, or, or I like the mountains, you know, of Delaware. No, <laughs> we, uh, those of you who bike with us, we, uh, you know, as I have to explain to people, like, there's the triangle, the Westover triangle, everyone does, and then there's, it's called the two bumps, because they're the highest hills, I think, in Kent County. It's the bypass through Dover, and they're, they're, they're higher than you think, because Delaware seems flat till you're biking, and then you're like, oh my gosh, there's more hill on State Street than I thought. And so we call them the two bumps, you know. That's the, the, the you know, the, the Delaware mountains, you know. And, like, if it, if it snows, you know, and you're trying to, like, like sled or something, like, there, there's very few places you can go. We usually go to the bypass, like, we go down south on one by Magnolia, and you nearly get hit by cars and stuff, but it's a great time. <laughs> if there's no risk, no reward, right? No, but... Um, Anyway, I love the mountains. I, I love hiking, and, um, you know, sometimes I go to meetings, and I get to go up and see mountains. There's just something about mountains, right? Anyone like mountains? Okay. You know, and you're like, why did I move to Delaware? But <laughs> there's just something about them that it's majestic. You see that all that God has created, and again, I feel tiny, insignificant, and small, but it also makes me feel significant because as tiny, as insignificant, and small as I am, God loves me. And so there's this, you know, um, in the midst of it all. And so I, I still remember being, you know, struck when I came to faith. You know, I, I grew up the first 20 years of my life, kind of did my own thing. And then, you know, came to faith in Christ. And, and suddenly it was like the God of the universe, the God who created all these things, the God who created the mountains, the God who created the oceans, loves me, wants a relationship with me. And, and you know, it, it, was, it was sort of, you know, being awestruck. Now, has anyone here, this will tell your age, anyone ever written a celebrity, like a letter? No. Like, it was, I think it was kind of a bigger thing, like, back in the day, you know? Or, or maybe, like, um, you know, it's funny, I was, I was Googling that to see if there was any funny ones, because I can Google, because that's easy to Google. And I, I came across one, it was Steve Martin. Uh, some of you won't have any idea who that is. Like, my kids probably have no idea who that is. <laughs> but those of you who are older, you know, if you're laughing at the Steve Martin thing, you've probably actually written a real letter. Uh, maybe not to a celebrity, <laughs> but you've written a letter. Um, friend of mine wrote me a letter and I'm like, he's like, you know, hey, you don't need to reply. I'm like, good, because I'll think real hard about it, but I don't know if I ever will, but um, maybe I'll, I'll get around to typing it. But, you know, you know, you, Steve Martin had this form letter and it was hilarious. I found it. There were a couple examples of it. And it was like, it had fill in the blanks for your name, like, dear Jenny, <laughs> you know, and it's like write Jenny in there and it's like later on in the letter is like Jenny and then later on and you know if I ever get to like touring at and then a blank and he wrote in Flint where they were from <laughs> now he did it because it's funny because the part of it was like you know some people say celebrities lose touch with their <laughs> you know uh, it was hilarious Google Steve you know uh Google his letter it was funny but you know about most of us if we wrote a celebrity we would get what like maybe a form letter back or even if like some of you are more social media people anyone like you know, you know, at some celebrity you follow? Anyone ever do that? No? Okay. You don't want to admit it. You did it. You just, you just don't want to say it here. No. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you did that, what are the chances of them replying back to that? I mean, maybe if you really offend them, they'll go after you uh, with their fandom or something. But, you know, most of us, like, we, we, we might reply to a celebrity or comment, uh, you know, on, on Facebook to something you see from them, and they're not like, like, me like press messaging you later, like, hey, th 
thanks, Carolina. I really appreciate that shout out. Um, you know, Arnold. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're not. Uh, but, but here's the thing. You know, there, this, we get an at reply from God. We get this love from God. So, you know, the, the God who created the universe, the God who, I, I love science, DNA. DNA is incredible when you study it, right? The same God who created DNA loves you, cares for you. Uh, you know, the, the, the God who made dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Ah, you know, I love the T-Rex. You know, that's who, um, that's actually, you know, T-shirt is short for that. Uh, you know, it's a T-shirt. It's a Tyrannosaurus shirt because the short arms. But I, <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't in my notes. That was a freebie. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, the, the same God who, who made dinosaurs loves you. The, the, the same God who set the stars in the sky. I mean, I, I, and I know it's not really set the stars in the sky. That's the language that the, you know, the psalmist will use uh, and things to describe the stars in the sky. But it's really, it's the God who created a hundred billion suns around the Milky Way. <laughs> uh, that God loves us. Wants a relationship with us. We don't just get a form letter. We get this, this, this personal, uh, you know, callback, if you will, from God. Now, Scranton Joe. If Scranton Joe has a house an hour from here, some of you don't even know who I'm talking about, Scranton Joe. That's the president. Oh, <laughs> that's what he, he called himself in the election with Obama. Anyway, uh, you know, I've met him on, 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 on multiple occasions, and I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I, no, I am. No. <laughs> because in, when you live in Delaware, you meet all your politicians, because they like walk in parades, you stumble, like, you know, but, it, it, you know, and so I'd met him before. But if I, if I wrote him, what are the chances of Joe replying back? You know, maybe I'd get a form letter from somebody. Um, I can't even get, like, you know, local people to write me back. Even some of you. It's sad. No. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, I, I, I may not be able to get a call back from Scranton Joe, but the God of the universe is listening to me. The God of the universe, you know, knows, <laughs> is listening to me every time I, I think of him. You know, I, I can't get Siri to understand half of what I say. You know, like, every, anyone, like, I'll be like, I remember I said, like, you know, you know, I call Josh Dyer, and instead it calls, you know, Josh Walton, who I hadn't talked to in years, at, like, you know, one o'clock in the morning or something. It was, like, ridiculous. I was like, ah, <laughs> you know, or you, you ask Siri to do something, like, you know, call Denise, and instead calling Steve. I'm like, what? <laughs> Anyone else have those? Just me. Okay. Just a couple of you nodding. But, you know, here's as big as the God of the universe is, the God of the universe loves us. And, you know, uh, you know, and, you know we often say um, it, it's about relationship, not religion. Anyone ever hear we talk about the Christian faith that way? And that's true. But, you know, uh, just a little caveat. I always think of this one verse when I say that. I think of James 1.27. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing uh, to let the world corrupt you. So not all aspects of religion are bad because God wants you to do the right stuff, but uh, the thought is it's not just the externals, the, the do this, don't do that, the, the rituals and things that, that we develop in churches, and uh, it, it's funny because if you hang out with church people after a while, they think things are in the Bible, they think things are in faith that aren't real, they're just kind of like interpretations of faith. Um, you know, you know, like I remember I had a friend who was like, well, the Bible commands you to keep your house clean and neat. And I'm like, really? Yeah, where? And he's like, because you're supposed to be hospitable. And I'm like, well, there goes my, my faith, <laughs> you know, because I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's like you, you don't vacuum and now you're, you're going to hell. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh no, I need to go home right now and clean. 
Some of you are like watching at home right now and you're like, I better clean while we watch the rest of this service. Uh, no, but you know, we, we make things up and, and you know, we make religious things up and things people do with it. You know, and that's what, half of what Jesus did was like telling people like, you've heard it said, but no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you listen to the Sermon on the Mount because people get the wrong idea about a lot of things. Um, but Christian faith is about, it, it is about a relationship with God. Now, I was, uh, I was in a counseling session recently, and I'm not going to, I won't tell you the, the you know, uh, the, the content for those of us who are, you know, professional, we have to have walls, we can't tell people, you know, what, you know, if you come to me, uh, unless you, like, have a crime that I need to report, that's a whole nother story, but generally, you know, people come to me, there, and it was funny, because often, someone comes in to talk to me, and, you know, most pastors I know won't take an appointment if you don't tell them why you're coming in. Because we get blindsided by all kinds of crazy stuff. But for me, if you tell me what you're coming in for, I'm going to think too much about it. So I just let you come in blind. I'm like, we'll see what happens in this appointment. Uh, <laughs> some of you are like, I'm making an appointment tomorrow. But it was, it's funny because this one person came in and it was like, often I, they come in and they're like, you know, I wanted to tell you and I tell them what they're going to tell, tell me. And you're like, how'd you know that? I'm like, because the God of the universe loves me, cares for me, and sometimes slips me a little knowledge. <laughs> uh, and so that, that's, that seems weird, right? But that, that's normal when you live a life of faith and you have the Holy Spirit in you. Uh, God, God see, I can't tell you how many times I've called somebody and they're like, it is so weird you would call me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of dumb. I don't know why I'm calling you. Uh, but it was, it was God arranged things. You know, and if you, if you live in a way that, that you're following the Holy Spirit, God cares for you. God will put you in situations and, and, and call you to do some things that, that are pretty cool. But, the, but that, again, that's, that's the Holy Spirit living us. It's normal for, for people who are filled with the Holy Spirit to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's the, and my point of that is faith is not just this external thing we do. It's not just this this service we go to on Sunday, or maybe it's not just this one we, we, we watch online, but it, it's this living thing where the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and we live differently in this world. We relate differently to God because, you know, we got, remember the old Intel inside? This is going to show, you know, some of you are computer people. I always picture, like, Holy Spirit inside or Jesus inside because it's like we should all wear that logo, you know. Uh, some of you, there's probably a T-shirt somewhere, a Christian T-shirt somewhere with that, right? Because I love Christian t-shirts, but they're also kind of corny sometimes. I remember I was wearing like a, like a Reese's peanut butter cup shirt. People were like, oh, I, I love that shirt. And then they realized it's actually a Reese's peanut butter shirt, not like the, the Jesus version of it. I'm like, you just are what you eat. So I'm wearing the Reese's peanut butter cup because, man, I love some Reese's peanut butter cups. We're going to talk about trunk or treat later. Reese's peanut butter cups. Don't bring them, so I'm going to eat them. No, no. <laughs> Man, I hate it when there's candy left over. Last year we had candy left over. Oh, we had to get that get out, get away from me, Satan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but um, anyway, we'll find some kids to give it to. We're like the last couple kids that come up, we're like, here's a shopping bag full of candy. Let your mom deal with that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All that from verse 6, and that's why we're, we had, I, I, I originally was going to finish the whole chapter 2, and I was like, man, we are not going to get there today, so I cut it down. We're only going to go to verse 9, I promise today. Uh, some of my sermons have gotten a little longer. I've been getting the feedback because the jokes, you know, like the, people start joking about the longer sermons, and I was on this preaching forum. They're like, yeah, I preach about 20 minutes. I print, I'm like, 20 minutes? I'm just warming up. 
that's my intro. <laughs> but anyway, uh, people are like, oh, man, I came here and I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, you, you at home, you're just hitting mute. Anyway, verse 7. Yet for a little while you, you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Now, a little lower than angels. This is really, you know, what does it mean, you know, he's given this position a little lower than angels? Now, chapter one, we talked a little bit about angels. Like, we could have talked forever and ever. I could have I've done like a treatise on all that the Bible tells us about angels, but it kind of it kind of misses the point. Some is you know we, we do believe there's angels, we do believe there, but you know the point is Jesus is this is a reference to Jesus. He creates all things. Remember we talked about that in this book. We'll, we'll talk about it some more. Yet he he then you know becomes a part of creation, if you will, and he he comes to earth. He leaves heaven to come to earth. Now this big word, fancy theological term, is anyone know? incarnation incarnate those of you who speak a little spanish carne asada meat <laughs> you know, jesus wrapped himself in meat he, he became flesh and so jesus is different than everybody else you know a lot of times people are like oh all religions are the same oh do you worship jesus the the the, the god who became man and it's like no <laughs> we're not the same it's okay we can still get along we can have a softball teams i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> We can play kickball together, but, but there is a difference in, in who he is. And so Jesus, big word, incarnation, he exists before creation, becomes a part of creation, and comes down to us. Now, I don't get to watch, watch a lot of TV. I had to Google. I, I think this show is still on. I remember, I remember Undercover Boss. I love that show. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, <laughs> I got to, like, watch it, you know, uh, you know. But I remember the first couple of, like, like episodes or something. It was just like something. I'm like, at this point... How does somebody not, like, recognize the new worker in their company looks a lot like my CEO, you know? <laughs> but, like, the first season or so, it's like, you know, people didn't know it was happening, so it just kind of ha it's happening, happening. And, and so, like, if, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the show, basically, like, the CEO or the owner of some company kind of gets entry-level jobs, and then they kind of orchestrate him to meet people, and there's, like, you know... There's always like the one person who probably ought to be fired or something, it seems, you know, and, and you know, they, they deal with that person. They need a better attitude, you know, and then there's like the one person they always like they always pair up with someone who's got this great side. I, I was watch. I watched a clip this morning. I was crying. I, I cry a lot when I watch emotional things. You know, you can make fun of me all you want, but, you know, I hunt and kill things. Y'all don't. <laughs> I do the manly stuff. I lift heavy objects, but I, I'm like really sensitive and emotional. And it's like this lady, she was like homeless working in like the sporting goods store and the CEO like basically bought her a house I'm like crying just thinking about it <laughs> see look at me <laughs> uh, anyway uh, <laughs> but you know I love I love the idea because CEOs they, they owners they kind of disguise themselves they go work for their company uh, you know some some of them get rewarded some of them get fired <laughs> which come on we all like a good firing because like that guy he got what he deserved but then we're all happy when we don't get what we deserve so I'm just gonna side sermon leave you there for a second uh, we we all we all love grace when it's applied to us <laughs> we, we, we want the the bad guys to get it though so that's a whole nother thing uh, but here jesus is like undercover boss he leaves heaven he, he lives among us 
and then ultimately he, he gets to go back. Like the CEO for the company doesn't stay working in the low-level job, right? They, they go back. And so Jesus is the original undercover boss. You know, he, he comes down, he lives among us. Philippians 2 says it this way in a way that's probably familiar to you uh, if you've been to church long. It says, you know, verse 5, uh, Philippians 2, starting verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Uh, some translations say grasp, but it's that, to me that sounds like, you know, he didn't understand it. <laughs> but it, the idea is that he didn't cling to his position. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born uh, a, as a human being, you know, for a little while. <laughs> you know, Jesus, you know, kind of, he becomes this, this vulnerable baby if you, if you read the Christmas story, which we're going to be reading in a few months because it's already getting ready for Christmas. Some of you saw my picture at Lowe's. Or I shouldn't mention, uh, this sermon not sponsored by Lowe's. But there was a lot, <laughs> there was a lot of Christmas decorations there. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just went to return something and then and grab a quick tool that Bob, I hadn't, hadn't been able to borrow from Bob. And, it, <laughs> you know, I'm like, man. <laughs> Like, it was crazy. Like, you know, like some of you are like ready for Christmas. Christmas, though, what do we celebrate? We ce no, we don't celebrate Dana. No, <laughs> Dana likes Christmas, though. I, I think she starts at like the countdown at 364 days. <laughs> uh, you know, some of us love Christmas. That's okay. But, you know, we celebrate a lot. We, I mean, there's lots of cool cultural things and traditions that we like. You know, we like decorating Christmas trees. Buy them at our place. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know... <laughs> You know, Jesus became this vulnerable baby. It, it's this beautiful story. You know, for a little while, Jesus walked the earth. He, he was just a regular dude. He hung out. We always picture him like with halos and stuff, and he's always carrying sheep. And you know, I, <laughs> like he was just a dude. He was a smart dude. You know, he, he taught some cool things. Uh, and you know, he called his disciples to himself. He taught us more about who God is. You know, when he taught, they, they often said, you know, hey, man, you know, he, the scriptures say somewhere, someplace it says, <laughs> you know, that, that he taught with authority. Uh, like there was something about his teaching. People were like, man, this is different. This hits different, right? Like this dude, this dude's got it going on. He knows something. Uh, you know, and he had compassion. He healed. He proclaims forgiveness. And, and, but ultimately, he returns to his rightful place. He's the undercover boss who goes home. You know, and says everything is under the authority of Jesus. And you know, ultimately, that's why we sing praises to him on Sunday mornings. You know, the worship team, love you guys. You practice hard. You do some things. But, you know, um, it, 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 it's funny when you're like a pastor because... You get to hear all the complaints about everything, and it's awesome. You should, you should try this job. <laughs> Please, take it from me. No, <laughs> no, uh, you know, but it's, fu it's funny sometimes, like, you're in churches and things, and, you know, and, and, like, people will be like, well, I didn't like the worship today. And, and, and it's like, well, there's times maybe, you know, the music doesn't work out, or maybe, you know, an instrumentist doesn't show up or you know maybe someone hits the uh, wrong note and uh, those things those things kind of happen like that's just part of live music you know uh, you know we're not, we're not milly vanilli um <laughs> <laughs> did you bounce that show with me like there was a milly i actually i was the like milly vanilli i worked like security between them and the stage some of you don't know who they're but like you could tell they were lip syncing because they're running all over the stage putting on this great show and then like they stop they're like trying to talk to the they're singing perfectly the whole time and then they're talking to the audience like <laughs> so good to be here <laughs> and you're like how do you sing oh you don't anyway um 
<laughs> but, you know, sometimes people complain, you know, they kind of feel, I love, I love this quote, but somebody somewhere once said, um, this is, you know, Francis Chan, who's, who I like a lot of things, he says, he, says, uh, he said, you know, someone came to him and says, you know, I don't like worship today. He said, that's okay, we weren't worshiping you. I'd drop a mic if I had one. Uh, <laughs> whole point is, you know, that, that's why we come together. We, 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 we're worshiping Jesus together. That, that, that's, that's, what, that's what we do here in this thing we call church. You know, because again, church is not the building, it's the people. We come together, we're called out, we, 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 we come together and we worship. And ultimately, everything is under the authority of Jesus. Now, if we're honest, it can be hard sometimes, though, where we live now, Right? Everything's under the authority of Jesus, but it's hard. There's times where, you know, if God is in control, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> and there's times, um, you know, it says, but, but we have not yet seen all things put under, you know, their authority. Tough question to ask ourselves at times is, you know, is God in control? And if God's in control, why do I sometimes feel out of control? Someone somewhere once said, God is in control, but he doesn't always take control. That'll preach. And it did by somebody. Uh, but, but many of us often think of ourselves, he's in control, why do, I, why do I feel so out of control? Or if he's in control, why, why does my life just seem out of control at times? Maybe it's just me. A couple of you over here in the 1010 section. Okay, anyone out here in the... Uh, for those who don't know, there's a whole other section over here. I have to mention it sometimes, because you come in, you sit in the back, you don't realize there's this other section here, and you think, something's wrong with Jeff. He keeps turning you know, to the right. Well, his right. You know, like his alignment's off. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, you know, but, but here's the thing, you know, here's the thing, when life gets hard, you know, does it, it doesn't feel like, you know, Jesus has got things under control. When your football team never wins, <laughs> some of you, you just, you're feeling good. Uh, <laughs> uh, when the job doesn't come through, when the bills get hard to pay, when family matters don't, don't resolve, you know, you know, Where's God, you know, where's God in control? I don't see it. Uh, somewhere, someone once called this <laughs> the inaugurated rule of Christ. Um, you know, it, it, uh, the reign of Christ is here, but there's this tension, and, and we've described it before, and some other theologians have called it the already but not yet. Because Jesus came, he's king, everything's going under his feet, he rules, he reigns, but there's this period of time where kind of things are still getting in order and sometimes things still feel broken but 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 ultimately you know it will we'll find comfort in knowing that he's in control and it doesn't mean that everything that hits you in life comes from god sometimes there's still this like residual <laughs> stuff that's spinning out of control but romans 8 28 uh it, you know says and we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose for them uh, and, you know, and it, it's hard because it doesn't say God causes all things, but God will still work all things together for good. So even though life hits you, even though things can be hard, God's going to work it out. Um, and there's an element of trust because sometimes we put our hope in this world, if we're honest, right? Like, I think especially American Christians, we think, you know, well, when you come, come to faith in Christ, then everything's going to be good. You know, it's like, your best life now. No, our best life is to come. <laughs> you know, there are times, and I'm not picking on the book, I never read the book, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we put our hope in this world, and it's hard, <laughs> because in America, I want everything easy, right? Like, like I complain about a microwave because it's too slow. Anyone? 
I grew up, we didn't have a microwave. And I had like boil water if I wanted to make a hot dog. Now I'm like, man, I got to wait a minute. <laughs> it used to take me 20 minutes to make a hot dog, you know? Like, we want things fast. We want things easy, you know? We, we want everything like portion sized and, and large portion size, like portion size, you know, like a whole box of Oreos. Um, no, anyway. <laughs> Some of you know what I mean. Some of you don't. <laughs> But here's the thing, we can trust Jesus, we can trust the outcome no matter what the outcome is. Because our faith is in Jesus, not our, our circumstance and our situation. Now, there's a, I'm thinking a lot about Philippians, because when you're reading Hebrews, it's like you're kind of naturally reading some things in, in Philippians. So it's like you're kind of going, you're Philippian back and forth to the, <laughs> here are we, folks, here are we. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I got... I got an advertisement on Facebook the other day for, like, a pastor's improv class. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that existed, right? Like, I was so tempted to click on that one, you know? I'm like, so I could get better at this? I know. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. We should do a comedy tour. Um, a friend of mine, you know, he does, a, he does clean comedy in uh, New Zealand, which I know a lot of you guys follow that circuit. Um, but he was the other day, he's like, yeah, my first show in years is sold out. Thank you for all 16 of you or something. It was like a small venue. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll go back to comedy. Anyway, uh, so in Philippians 1, uh, I flip it over there, and, and Paul, Paul's in prison, and he, you know, it's a sort of famous passage, if, if you know it. it, it it's, he's kind of debating, you know, you know, hey, I might get killed in here, but that's kind of good, because if I get killed... I get to go be with Jesus. But then he's like, well, but it might be better for you guys if I stick around, so that'd be good. And kind of in the end, he's like, hey, whatever. He's like the original X-Gen, whatever. Because, you know, we made whatever an emotion, and <laughs> uh, some of you get that. <laughs> you know, and so all that matters to Paul, ultimately, is he's fulfilling God's plan. And when you can get to a place in life where you accept God's plan, you accept that, that we're, we're working out that, you'll be happier and more content. Like, that's pretty extreme. Paul's like, eh, live or die. Most of us, like, we're like, you know, you know, we, we don't want, like, some little thing to go wrong. Paul's like, live or die. It's cool. You know, uh, martyrdom, you know, it's kind of picture gladiator, thumbs up, thumbs down. Remember that movie? Uh, anyone read the na recent National Geographic on gladiators? No. Okay, nobody. Um, <laughs> my dad did. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the idea of, like, you know, thumbs up, the person would live thumbs down, and the person gets killed. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of, the, it's this perspective on life that you have when things are coming at you. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, was re I was trying to, I was reading all kinds of science statistics this week, because I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you could fit 1.3 million Earths, and I just, like, I'm only out to two digits, sorry, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, get it to the exact 1.3 million earths inside the sun that's a lot right uh, you know the sun is 109 times larger than the earth like like looking from the outside right that's pretty big right but well i can't really see the sun right now so we'll pretend that's the sun i can block it out with my thumb it's perspective and, and a lot of times things look big, uh, you know, things look bad, uh, you know, but if we have the perspective of life in Christ, and that's what's important, it kind of makes the other stuff not as big a deal. 
you know, it, it changed the way the faith perspective is. You commit to living to God, uh, for God. You take who and what we are, whether good or bad comes our way, and you live with purpose, and you put God in his will first. It, it'll, it'll change things. And we can trust that Jesus is now above all things. You know, it, it's about Jesus, not me. We have, and I've told you many times, I'll tell you again, you know, we had an expression growing up in our, well, my kids growing up, you know, we, we would always say, you know, it's about, it's not, a, it's, it's about Jesus. <laughs> to, to help kind of have this, this, this point in this direction. And sometimes, like, as we got older, we'd test them. I'm like, it's all about me. And they're like, no, it's not, it's about Jesus. <laughs> I love those snotty little kids I raised. No. <laughs> But they're right, you know, because it, it, it's, it's about Jesus. It, it's greater than, than, than our wants, our desires, our plans. Um, Jesus took a, a position beneath his status, but then now he's, 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 he's exalted above all. It, 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 you know, it says, you know, he tasted death for everyone. Now, you know, it's interesting. Little things in the Bible matter that we, we kind of pass by a lot of times, like names. Sometimes we just read a name more like it's a name. Anyone ever have a name? None of you have names. A couple of you. That was a you know, most of us have a name, right? And, and like some of us, it's like our parents just like the sound of it. You know, we, you know and that's kind of, in our culture, that's generally how people get named. And the, that culture, like names had meanings. So Jesus means Jesus. No. <laughs> Jesus, actually, the, the name has a meaning. You know, he's given a couple names. We talked about that some at Christmas time. You know, he would call Emmanuel, which means God with us. And, you know, there's lots of cool things to names. But Jesus means, um, you know, and then the Hebrew version of that would be Yeshua. And I could tell you the, how it becomes Jesus in the Greek, but you don't care. Uh, but, you know, uh, it means Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is the formal name for God. You know, sometimes we use Jehovah. People knock on your door, say you can only say Jehovah. It's actually wrong. That's a whole, <laughs> the Hebrew is, is mistranslated, mistransliterated as, as, as Jehovah often, but the actual name is, is Yahweh, which is hard for me to say because I learned um, Hebrew from like, a, a, I swear she was like an Israeli drill sergeant, <laughs> and, and she drills, drills it into you <laughs> that, that you couldn't say the name, because Jewish people are very reverent with that name, so, so it's hard for me to say, but I'm just throwing that one out there for you today, <laughs> but, but you know, it means, uh, Jesus means Yahweh saves, or Yahweh is salvation, and, and so ultimately, you know, Jesus didn't die for his sins, he was sinless, you know, Jesus didn't die for his sins, he died for ours, and that's the, the hope that we have, that the, this undercover boss wraps himself in flesh, comes and lives among us, and he dies so that we can have new life in Christ when we put our faith and our trust in him. The one who created the world became part of creation so he could suffer and die, so we could have this restored relationship with him. The bottom line is, Jesus came to his creation to give us life. Um, I think Dana posted this meme this week. I, this one struck me. But you're, like, you're like, I hope it's a good one. Like, you get that look like, like which meme? Did I, did I post a bad one? Did I misunderstand? And I'm real careful when I post memes because sometimes people, like, you, you repost a meme and then you, like, realize who posted it originally and you're like, oh, that's kind of awkward and sketchy. And um, they stole it anyway. Uh, I, I had a friend who got mad when people, like, stole memes. I'm like, because y'all create all your own? No. <laughs> I mean, how many people have memes saved on their... Um, phone. Okay. Some of you don't. Because <laughs> you, you save it because you want to post it later, you want to look at it. Anyway, um, I, I like this one this week. Uh, it says, trying to hurt me by bringing up my past is like trying to rob my old house. I don't live there anymore. You know, that ain't my stuff. <laughs> I love that one because that, that is so what life in Christ is. You know, because you, you can look at someone's past 
And most of us have a past. And you can look at things that you've done, you've said, you kind of wish you hadn't said. And, and, you know, and if, like, you were running for president, man, they'd be, all, they'd be all up in your grill, like, ah, you did this, and you did that, and look on social media, I got pictures. And you're like, I'd be like, I don't care. Praise God, because I'm not that anymore. Now, we grew up when there wasn't social media, so our stuff is, like, on Polaroid somewhere that nobody knows where they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the point being is, you know, it, it's your path. And ultimately, Jesus comes, he comes, he's the undercover boss who comes so we can have salvation. He wipes away the past. He, he, he you know, he, he gives us hope for life now in, in, in Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us. And he gives us, ultimately, this new future. And, and, that, and that's a hope of what we're, what we're reading in Hebrews. It's a lot of theology. And I think sometimes if you just read it, you kind of miss the point. But, but the point is, Jesus is coming. Jesus came. He, you know, he, he, he gives us new life when we put our faith in him. And you know, Hebrews continues to paint this like, big picture of who Jesus is. The more you learn about Christ, the bigger you will see he is. And as you learn to live, like, how big he is, then we live our life differently. Because Jesus is better, greater, infinitely more uh, than ever. He's the foundation of our faith. And, we, and, and this theology is so important because knowing who Jesus is... If you say you're a Christian, what does it mean? Like, in our culture, it almost means nothing. But, but the idea of it, because people say they're Christian, and it's like, you know, it often, you know, they don't have no idea what's in the Bible. You know, it's kind of like people say they, they love the Bible, and then, like, I, I know so many Christians who've never read the Bible, because it's like the software agreement. We click yes, but we never read it. But, um, you know, to be a Christian is to be one who follows Christ becomes like him. And so all of this, this, this theology in Hebrews is important because we understand who he is, then we understand who we're following. We understand what it, what it looks like to live for him in this world. And so we'll keep exploring this um, in the weeks to come.